All right, welcome to a, a new episode of Cali Claptrap. We have Peter DeStefano. Uh, he's most famously known for being a uh, guitarist for uh, Porno for Pyros. Peter, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. So Peter, you uh, grew up in California and um, did you, uh, were you, you were part of a mus musician's family, is that correct? Yeah, my father uh, played guitar and sang Italian songs, Sicilian songs. He oh, wrote awesome. his own songs and played covers. And uh, my sisters were into music and played music. And my younger brother, we all just, yeah, got into it. Well, that's awesome. But did you uh, just, uh, was he encouraging you guys to pick up instruments? Uh, or did you guys just sort of gravitate to it yourself being around? Gravitated towards it, yeah. Yeah. There was a piano in the house and a guitar. And, and I would just go and hit, it, hit the strings on the guitar and hit the piano and and then I uh, listened to music, you know, um, my, my older sisters would play, you know, Elvis Presley, the Beatles, and, and, and then my father would play really emotional um, Italian music, and I just got into it. Yeah. Well, we share that background. My, uh, I grew up with uh, a grandma that was from Italy. Uh, she was from Northern Italy, grew up in uh, San Francisco, but she always talked about the way that uh, the Southern Italians raised their children was a lot different. Uh, obviously, I think Italians were strict, but Southern Italians seem to have more of a kind of a strict vibe to it. Yeah. Was that your experience or did you guys have yeah. a pretty good close-knit family? Very close, beautiful. Awesome, that's, that's wonderful. Um, so, uh, grew up uh, and then guitar was just sort of naturally your thing? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, uh, I guess I, uh, You know, watching on TV, seeing the Beatles and and how cool their job was. You know, yeah. like I wanted to be. They just looked like bad boys, Elvis Presley and and mm -hmm. the Beatles. And then as time went on, I got into Led Zeppelin, Ted Nugent, you know, uh, Aerosmith, stuff like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> So if you can kind of walk me through sort of how you kind of came into Porno for Pyros. Well, um, I was in a band um, called K38 and doing uh, original surf music and covers of, of old, uh, you know, Dick Dale music, Wi-Fi and stuff like that. And we had a fun little thing happening in Santa Monica. That was our click. I was born uh -huh. and raised in Santa Monica, California. And then... Um, then I started to do solo music and, and I did a song called Hypocrisies and I recorded it at a friend's studio and my friend, a friend, Eric Avery, we went to school together. He was in oh, Jane's cool. Addiction, the original bass uh -huh. player for Jane's Addiction. And we went to school together and stuff and I was surfing with him and he introduced me to his friend, Greg, Greg Lampkin and Greg Lampkin. I had made a demo tape and gave one to, to Greg Lampkin and then Greg played it for Perry. And then we set up a surf trip and uh, we met in Porto Escondido, Mexico surfing, Perry and I. Nice. How much does surf, um, do you still surf? Yeah. Yeah. How much does surfing influence uh, your music style and, and just in general, your outlook? Well, everything, music to me is just an, uh, an expression of how you live. Mm. what you're living. So uh, 
everything I do and everything I experience and perceive is my music. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yeah. Awesome. So you guys uh, met in uh, Mexico and then things just kind of the synchronicity of things, just kind of one thing flowed into another. It was a pretty well, easy. I was sitting with. there finger picking classical stuff. Mm-hmm. I had like classical style finger picking inventions. And he was looking at that. He goes, wow, you know, I don't see a lot of people doing that. You should audition for uh, a new band I want to start with, Perk. So yeah. I went to the audition and everybody was jamming really hard and I was playing just mellow notes, trying to make it all sound good. Then I left Then I told him, I just want to play with my brother at, on the side stage at Lollapalooza. And, uh, but then it was meant to be. We got together and one night we went to Skate Master Tate's house and he was playing um, Riders on the Storm, mm. DJ Riders on the Storm from the Doors. And mm -hmm. then I picked up the bow and we wrote Orgasm over Riders on the Storm. Oh, wow. And then oh, the wow. record label uh, wouldn't let us do that. So they removed the door song. Oh, okay. And it's what it is without the door song. Oh, wow. I never, I never knew that. Yeah. So, but my band, Lance Armstrong, uh -huh. you know, in 2010 on, we were able to do um, full length mashups of two or more songs and me jamming over them and stuff so okay nice but always, at that time in the early yeah. 90s it was not allowed yeah copyright laws and yeah well still not allowed i just don't care anymore <laughs> that's cool <clears throat> um and it seemed like and i guess one of the questions i had was that i was unaware you were friends with eric avery was there any sort of tension of joining that band after sort of eric left jane's addiction no i mean we were just uh <laughs> you know, everything's beautiful i played with eric in uh with Peter Murphy in 2000. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And we toured so it's just like one big happy family kind of thing? Yeah, for me. Yeah, definitely. Well, it definitely seemed like the group got along well, Porno for Pyros. It seemed like you guys were having fun. And I'm, not, I'm sure there was stuff behind the scenes possibly, but it looked like you guys enjoyed just have, going up there and having fun. Yeah, I did for sure. Yeah. I first saw you guys at the Warfield in San Francisco. I saw oh. Both shows, and uh, I'm not oh. sure if you re recall that show, but oh, I, think... I do. Where the front of the place collapsed and all the yeah. people got hurt. Yeah, yeah. And I know uh, I was down there with my friend, and uh, Martin Lenovo uh, jumped into the crowd, and I ended up grabbing his cigarette, and I had it on my wall for all my high school. Oh, years. that's so dope. Yeah, cool. so, so it was pretty memorable. And I also that's saw cool. you guys uh, at La Luna in, in Portland. I think a few years, a few years oh, later. Cool. Yeah. So, um, it, you know, I guess we can kind of segue into um, your, it seemed like around 97, you, you kind of, as, as I was reading a, uh, an article, I think um, Austin, something about, you described kind of getting spun out in 97? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was uh, spun out meaning what, like, were? Oh, I think that was just the, the quote. But um, you just talked about having your, your addiction problem come to I guess fruition and and maybe yeah I mean there, there was there was um we played the stone pony Perry and I for for Paros and and he looked at me and he was like you're just gonna take this to the end you're just gonna do this until you you just die you're going for it and I said yeah you know and so it was like hurrah 
And then I had, you know, cancer and I was doing chemotherapy and I lost my head. I just shaved my head. This is not, this is me doing it with a razor. But, yeah. But I, everything fell out and it was to the curb and I had gone through eight drug rehabs and blah, blah, blah. And I had an outer body white light experience and I was like, I want to live. And so oh, I said, I can't tour right now. I need it. I need time to get well. And, yeah. And uh, 23 years later, I'm still sober. Hey, congrats, man. Would you Thank mind you. sharing a little bit about that out-of-body experience? Yeah, well, I just, uh, I was in a rehab, my final rehab, and mm -hmm. there was this kid from Texas who was a fan of the band Purple Powers. He was in there, too. And yeah. he, uh, we were eating breakfast together, just him and I at a little table. And he said, I love that song, Blood Rag. And he had like mm. a Texas accent. You know, I love that song, Blood Rag. And then he goes, my parents don't like you. And I was like, whoa, you know? And yeah. then we ate and he left me a note and he got up and I opened the note, thank God. And it was a suicide letter saying, by the time you finish reading this, I will have my, open my veins in your bed. Oh my so then God. I screamed and ran and then the nurses followed me to my, to my room and they stopped him before he did it. And mm -hmm. then they picked him up and he was screaming like a demon. Oh my God. And they carried him away. And then I collapsed. And then I had an out of body white light experience where I was in space. And uh, there was a shutter light opening and closing. And I went into it. And like instinct, I knew what I had to do um, go to a 12 step program, marry the woman that had your kid. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Jesus came through 100 alcoholics and they wrote this book and read it and, you know, just all the shit. And then, uh -huh. uh, and I followed it and it, everything was lifted. All of mm. the pain, all of the addiction, everything, it was just gone. Wow, that's an amazing story. Yeah, Thank so you. I don't know if it was real or I was hallucinating, but I followed it. And Oh, yeah, that's, that's real according to my definition. I don't know if it's real. real, it could be, you know... I got, you know, abducted by UFOs or I had an out-of-body light experience or mentally kicking heroin and crack. I yeah. hallucinated all this shit, but um, quitting heroin and everything was the easiest thing I ever done in my life after that. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely think it's I, real. I believe it's a whole, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. It's helping me. Yeah, absolutely. But so it doesn't that, mean I'm a good guy. It just means that I have work to do. Well, I think and, it's important and, to Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I started this podcast is for listeners to understand we're human. All of us have mm. troubles, problems. Um, and, you know, a lot of us, I think right now are feeling alone, uh, isolated. And I think it's important to bring in other people to share their story and people can recognize maybe things that they aren't comfortable sharing with others. But it matters in their life and stuff. And so I could definitely tell from your Instagram, like that experience was real. You know, it, it, it moved you enough to be sober talking to me today and 23 years of sobriety is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, um, and then at that time, you also had testicular cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And so was that, did you know that prior to that, uh, white light yes. out of body yes. okay yes okay um and 
And so obviously you've had no, uh, it's been in remission and, and that, that's, that's sort of, you, you have no, had no problems with that since that one time, correct? Not, no, not of right now. I mean, I could die yeah. tonight of a heart attack. I can right. relapse. I don't ever want to say I beat yeah. anything cause I didn't beat anything. It's a gift. Everything, everything in my life, everything good in my life is a gift. Everything bad yeah. in my life is cause of me. Oh, okay. That's a interesting way to look at it. So I feel um, I gifted. Right. I'm right. gifted as a musician and I'm gifted in my health today. Yeah. That's all I have. Yeah. So I, I've kind of over sharing my own personal story. I've worked with uh, in drug and alcohol counseling since almost out of college and stuff. And mm. one of the questions that I ask, you know, or sometimes comes up is like, is if you have any regrets and often people will say, I don't have any regrets because what I've gone through has gotten me here. And, and, and everything can look back as to sort of there's, there was a meaning behind. I'm not, do you share a similar sentiment or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I guess I, uh, oh yeah, there's things I regret so many things. Yeah. But I accept that ah, that's it, that they happened and I get mad and I fantasize about changing things or have don't doing things or, you know, I should have executed this. I should have done that. I should have, you know, but I accept and I let go and this yeah. is where I'm at. And, and sure, I would love a, a perfect track record of making all the right decisions, but right. obviously, you know, I, my, my best decisions were put me in eight drug rehabs and a mental ward. So nine facilities in jail and, you know, so mm -hmm. my, that's where my best thinking. So obviously I would have liked to have made different decisions and taken different actions and stuff, but I'm here right here right now and I accept it. And I, I try to, uh, to make things right with people like today I posted this, uh, you know, I was on TikTok and I was listening to music this morning or just watching, you know, the, the girls dance on TikTok. Yeah. And there's just a few of them, the super hot models that were dancing to this gnarly song. I never heard of Cardi B and, and you know, and <laughs> yeah. so I just, you know, I'm a 55 year old man. I accept what I am. I don't mm -hmm. try to hide it. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to be, I don't stain my teeth. I want to be, I have 55 miles on me. You know what I mean? 55 <laughs> years on me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I want to know where I'm at. So I have to try to find the latest cutting edge art. Mm -hmm. And so I've decided to, to look on um, TikTok. Yeah. Because it's the hot thing. And right. plus president Trump wants to shut it down. So <laughs> I, I'm there. I want to, okay. Yeah. There's some, there's some action right. on this. It's evil, yeah. you know? Right. So then I, I heard this song. I forgot what it's even called. I found it today. Cardi B, I know, because a lot of, there was a couple of girls that attacked me directly and left me these um, disturbing messages on my phone and um, even posted a couple of things because it goes from my Instagram to my Facebook. But um, I, I, I'm just being an artist. And so... Right it inspired me and I got into music to be bad, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it, you know, if I wanted to be good, I'd be, I'd go for, 
being the president of the United States. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. but, you know, so I, I was like, this is badass. This is, you know, I did it with Tupac, you know, and so the, what she was singing about was so gnarly. So then I just was so inspired. I went out my front door. I didn't want to wake the kids up. It was early in the morning. And I put my phone up and I have my little laptop with a little space with a little speaker bar thing yeah. you put on the top of the laptop. Uh-huh. And I did a little, you know, Instagram only gives you one minute. So I did a little one minute video of me playing with the bow over Cardi B rapping some evil oh, stuff. Wow. And then I, you know, titled it, you know, just me being an artist, me being honest, what, what I felt. Right. And, and I don't regret it, but there's mm-hmm. people that are upset. Oh, I hurt, see. you know, and offended and all that stuff. Well, well, you know, I, uh, Offended because you remixed it? No, no, because they don't like her. Oh. And I don't even know her, Cardi B. I just, it was the first time I found her today. And what yeah. I heard was fucking dope and evil. And yeah. so I wanted to play over it. Right. I don't get into the politics and what gang she's part of and what this and that. And now I'm against you because she's on the this and she's killing this guy. And then it's like, leave me alone. I'm just an artist. Yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. And people get so emotional into it and in depth and everything it's just it's a lot simpler than that i'm not i don't have some ulterior gang motive or i just yeah. she was dope i can't find any male singers that are as badasses as cash doll and cardi right. b and yeah. these these uh black rapper girls that are gangsters fuck and yeah. so i want to play my guitar with that you know yeah totally and and so i don't regret that but yeah, definitely. Pissed, you know. Yeah. Well, screw them. Yeah. I mean, you gotta <laughs> do your you. thing and and try to keep that that big bubble out. You know, to me, I always believe there's like a bubble around us. You gotta keep the bad out and the good in, and that bubble's meant to protect us. And anyone who's there, not there to, you know, help me, then they're outside my bubble, and I, I gotta keep them out there. Yeah, I mean, I can keep it safe and play a politically correct tune and jam over it and stuff, but I just. Yeah. You know, I was inspired. It inspired me. I go, I, this is bad. And this is, yeah. these girls are, you know, they're dancing, you know, these supermodels are dancing like whores to this <laughs> evil music. It's so fucking uh-huh. wicked. I want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. 55 year old man wants to jump in with how he can do it. I, yeah. I can't rap. I can't live like they are. So, but I could play the guitar. Definitely. It's so. That, that's what I did. So, uh, Cardi B, if you listen to this, uh, Peter would love to play on your next album. Is what I'm yeah, well, I, I mean, basically, I got what I, what I needed. You know, I, I love to, you know, my band, Lance Armstrong, we just take everybody's music and mash it. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's a compliment when someone takes your music and jams over it or whatever and or mashes it up and stuff. And so, yeah, I just spun it and jammed over it. And I would have, Posted the whole song if they give you more than a minute, but they don't. Right. So I think YouTube. it's super dope. Yeah. I yeah. I, yeah. And then I have to go there. And then, you know, it's yeah. just, Instagram's really easy for me. Awesome, man. Well, if I could ask you some questions just in general. Um, yeah. Oh, favorite porno for Pyro song? Um, it's like asking your favorite child or your favorite pet. <laughs> you know, I, I love them all equally the same. Yeah. Um, obviously, for the times, you know, like I'll say, okay, during this time, black girlfriend would be great. Or during this mm. time, pets would be great. Or, 
during this moment, blood rag, or, you know, song, right. these are songs, uh, yeah. Pro songs. Yeah. So, so it, you know, each, I'll pick different, different songs to perform, or I don't usually listen to my own music. I make it and I move on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when I hear, when I do hear somebody else playing it and they want to hear it, I'll listen to it and I'll go, wow. It, it's almost like I'm listening to somebody else yeah. that recorded, you know, it's like, because I'm pleasantly surprised. So that's a good, good thing, you know? Right. I feel so humanity for- and honesty in the music and that's mm-hmm. what I'm going for. So I've been getting what I'm going for. Awesome. For the most recent Lala sort of uh, meetup, you guys chose to do Pets and Kimberly Austin. Um, I, I, I get the Pets, but I was wondering what inspired you guys maybe to do Kimberly Austin. Well, Perry's the band. When it comes to, like my band, Lance Herbstrong, Kamal is the band yeah. leader. With my band, Porno for Paros, Perry Farrell's the band leader. Yeah. So that's why it works. I just don't care what he wants to do. <laughs> he just says, I want to do this. And then it's my job to yeah. deliver. Okay. And that's it. That's all I, that's how simple I make it. I don't try right. to go, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and then when we're writing, I'm just right about the truth. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I play the truth and, and we, you know, we got a couple of real records. Cool. That we did. And, and, I know and a couple of real singles. Guys, right. And I know you guys have put out like, you guys aren't officially broken up that at any time we might be getting something. Is that still yeah. on the back burner and possibly oh, going to happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the thing is, is that I needed to go and do a session film career. Like yeah. I wanted to build a huge IMDB mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to have my guitar touch billions of people. Yeah. And so I was fortunate enough to, to play the guitar on all the Shrek films and Man on Fire, you know, gigantic Hollywood blockbusters. And so I feel like I've gotten to billions of people, the masses, you know, with my, with my touch, you know, Mm -hmm. and even in the darkest murder scenes or decapitating scenes to, you know, the love scene in Shrek or Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, you know, from everything in between all of that and car chase scenes and, yeah. And fight scenes and all that stuff. So, and then video games, you know, Call of Duty, um, Evil Resident 2, yeah. uh, all that stuff. Um, Metal Gear Solid. So I've, I've uh, and then I played the Video Game Awards. Uh, oh, wow. And that was to 30 million live stream viewers all on their Twitch and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't yeah. even promoted. So it was like, three times bigger than American Idol's biggest night, you know? Wow. And so I feel like now, now I don't even care about the masses. I'm just doing right. it for me and my Holy Spirit. And good for you. Today, the music that I posted today and jammed over was as good as it gets for me. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. You have a, you, I think you have a very unique sound. How, how would you describe your style or your sound to, to the listeners? Well, I don't really pick... Um, a certain thing. I have attention deficit disorder, so I'm constantly changing guitars. Mm-hmm. I think that the guitar I've kept the longest is that white Les Paul with okay. the hollow hollow body Les Paul, the ES Les Paul that that Gibson created for mm-hmm. me, you know. And uh, and then they started selling them. Um, 
on the mass market at guitar centers and everything. I don't I think they did that good. So I think they stopped making them. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's, it's, it's like an ES335. It's like an acoustic guitar, but not big. Yeah. And like, you know, fat and long. Mm -hmm. It's more like a Les Paul, like, you know, Les yeah. Paul fits just perfect on you, but they're heavy guitars. And so they hollowed it out for me. So I can sing and play acoustically, like around a campfire with it. Oh, nice. And then I can plug it in and then, you know, play. Yeah. You know, like a Les Paul. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, do you still play some of the early Italian music that your dad played? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I uh, listen. It's hard for me to listen to my dad. But I recorded my dad before he passed. Mm -hmm. It's hard to listen because it hurts, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, because um, I loved him so much, he had the best voice, but... Um, right. I need to, I need to spend more time doing that, and I have um, at I played the Italian festival last year. Oh, awesome! In Hollywood, and I played and sang "Cello Luni Mezzo Mari Mamma Mia Mi Mari Tari." Nice. Giovanni Giovanni Mamma Mia Mi Mari Tari. Oh my my, the boy Mari Tari. You know, and I was doing the uh -huh. the guitar accompaniment to that. So yeah, I did perform uh, a Sicilian song. That's awesome. Yeah. I know uh, Pete's dad is one of my favorite porno photographers. Oh, yeah, that's a single. And now uh -huh. on the two records, it was just yep. a standalone. That was our Christmas song, yeah. Yeah, it's a, bad, it's a badass song. And I just, Thank you. you know, it, it really felt like you were in, in the room when that happened. And, and uh, yeah, it's, that, that uh, single was awesome. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah. What practices do you do to strengthen your recovery? I go to, I do a 12-step meetings. Mm -hmm. I'm a certified recovery coach because I had friends um, like Chester Bennington he committed suicide and, uh, you know, Chris Cornell. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I was sponsoring Chester at one point mm -hmm. in a 12-step program. And mm -hmm. so um, there, you know, when you go to jail, you get in trouble. They go, this either you're out there or you're sober totally. And mm -hmm. there was nothing in between. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. So then what I did is I became a certified recovery coach and I came, there was uh, six models or seven models of treat, six models of treatment um, in with Dr. Callie Estes. And so I came up with two extra ones oh, wow. and I made eight models of treatment and then I was getting paid to do it. And then one of my, my client, uh, was hiding behind my back and doing it. It just hurt me and I mm -hmm. got fired. So then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get paid to do this. Yeah. And just like everything I do outside of music, when I try to do something else, that's not music. It doesn't work, whether it's post-production or not. I need to play the guitar. That's what God wants me to do for money. And yeah. then, so now I do certified recovery coaching for free. I have nice. people that I talk to every day and help every day for free. Well, that's incredible. Thank you so much yeah. for doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, it keeps me, uh, keeps me alive and sober. Yeah. So I guess my, my final question for you, Peter, is um, I, I've wanted to interview people that inspire me and, and that do good in the world. And so my, my and some combination of that. And my question for you is um, how, what advice do you have for others to bring good into the world? Um, to just be honest treat others like you want to treat, be treated, mm -hmm. you know, um, that's it. Yeah. 
Awesome. Short and sweet and simple. I love it. Yeah. Peter, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us and You're sharing welcome, your story. Man. And um, best of luck in the future. And hopefully we could have you on again in the future. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Peter.